Poppy, my boy, what's going on? What's going on, Holman? How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Got my hair cut over the weekend. I'm feeling right. It's about goddamn time. Ah, man, who are you telling? Well, last paycheck, I had to make a decision. Do I get my hair cut or do I get the oil changed in my car? I had to get the oil changed. That gets me uh, to and from work so I can make another paycheck to get my hair cut. So, the wire down the way, bastard. Um, but, you know, I think I made a good decision. It looks good. Shout out Charlene. She always gets me right. Uh, so, I ain't mad about it. Hey, I got you, man. Luckily, I get my haircuts for free now. You do? You do? So I'm straight. You made an executive decision to uh, start dating a hairstylist? Yeah. It's probably the easiest easiest decision of my life. She does a good job. I'll agree with that. Shout out Steph. She, you, you do a good job shaping, shaping his uh, awkward head up, so you, you do pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Like, I've never, like, <laughs> I got a big head. I really do. Yeah. And and I wonder if Steph thinks the same way. I just don't know if she's like, if she just doesn't tell me to be nice. No, what I wonder is how many times during a haircut does she think about just smacking you in the back of the head? Like, maybe not like super hard, but not like just like a little love tap, like a little, you know, like. She's done it before. I wonder how many times it crosses her mind. Steph, let us know. I don't know how many times it's crossed her mind, but I know damn well she's done it before. Like, just daring a haircut, like, three, four, maybe 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like, when she hits me for any reason, and not saying that my girlfriend beats me, because <laughs> she doesn't. Um, no, everybody in a relationship knows that there's a, there's a difference between, like, just, like, shut up hits and, like... It's cuteness aggression. Yeah. That's what it is. That's a legitimate thing. But, not saying I'm cute, but... Steph thinks I'm cute. Yeah, well, you are. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Stop gaslighting me. Anyway. Um, <laughs> like, when I'm getting my hair cut and she hits me in the back of the head, it's normally because I said something. Not anything bad, but it's like something, maybe something funny, or maybe she doesn't want, maybe something that I shouldn't be saying so loud because people are around. Okay, so so you're in the you're in the shop, you're in the salon, and yeah, you said something you shouldn't have, and she smacked you in the back of the head. Right, right. See, before it was one thing. So like the way it's lined, the way it's the way it's um laid out. You walk in the door, and there's like three chairs up against the wall here. Okay. Then on the right, there's like another two chairs, and then on the other side of that, there's another two. Okay. So she has. So when you walk in, in the middle row, she is the very first chair. So we can be heard by everybody. God bless. So you gotta be on your best behavior. I really do. Yeah, I can't. I can't like make like vulgar jokes all the time. Like I can't just go in there and say whatever the fuck I want. Like, we, I, we've I, talked about you farting in the chairs before. Have you farted in that one? Um, in the new one, no. Oh man, in the first one for sure. I'm just imagining now, like, you're, like, right up front there, but, like, where everybody is, so you just let one go, and, like, some, like, little old lady walks by, it's like, oh. <laughs> no, but the last time I was there, um, I had to drive Steph to work because her, uh, her yeep is in the shop, okay? So I drove her to work, and um, I went and got, because we were running late, we didn't have enough time to eat breakfast, so I got her Panera, and then she had an appointment, and then I was getting my hair cut. So I walked in, and I'm familiar with people there now at this point. I've seen I've seen them enough times. They've seen me, and they, I, I walk in with a bag of Panera. And they're like, "Where's ours at?" And I look around, and I'm like, 
Uh, I was under the impression she was going to be the only one here today. <laughs> I just sat in the chair, and everybody laughed, including the clients. <laughs> so I was under the impression that she was the only one. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, they all thought it was funny. Should have been like, oh, wh- wh- where's your boyfriend at? I don't know what to do with my hands. Where's where's our Panera at? Which your man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where's my Panera at? I don't know. Text your husband. Tell him to bring some in. I don't have a husband. Well, that's step one in solving this problem. <laughs> exactly. Get a husband. Exactly. Go walk to Panera. Go find a husband. <laughs> like, come on. It's not that difficult of a solution. <laughs> where's our Panera? Would you settle with McDonald's? <laughs> There's not a McDonald's close enough. Oh, that's whack. There's a, there's a, there's, there's a lot in the little shopping center there. There's like a, it's a nice looking Coles. I haven't been there for some reason. Whenever I, whenever I leave, getting my haircut on Sundays. Yeah. I drive past the Five Below that's on the corner, and every morning when I drive, every time when I drive past there, there's a good like ten, fifteen people standing in line popping. Like, why are you standing in line to get into Five Below before it opens? Like, what, like, what is what kind of black market shit are they selling out the back for you to be standing in line? Well, they used to sell silly bands. You remember when those were popping? Oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, ain't, well, no, nobody's really clamoring for a silly band anymore. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw one. So, like, I just don't know what there's what they're selling. Because, like, when I worked in when I worked in Columbia, people would like like the Foot Locker was right in front of um the store box lunch. Um. It's sort of like a, it's like a hot topic, but, for, but it's like nerdy. Okay. It's like a nerdy hot topic. But they would sell like the Funko Pops there, right? So people would like, like on like certain release days, people would stand in front of the store and wait for a Funko Pop. I know Five Below doesn't sell that shit. So like, are you really standing in line to buy a $3 basketball that's going to pop in three days anyway? Maybe. I don't know. I don't I, know. Like, I like. The next time I go there, I almost just want to get out of the car and stand in line with them just to see what's happening. <laughs> hey, what are you guys waiting to get? Hey, what are you guys waiting to get? Yeah, like, what are you guys waiting to get? I'm here. They have to be selling something out of the back room of that place. Call the cops on them. <laughs> <laughs> I might one of these. I might one of these days. You never know. I might, like, tear down this entire, like, bath salt distribution ring. Wow. Okay. Be, I'm not saying that that Five Below and Bel Air is selling bath salts, but uh, but why are you standing out front of the Five Below at 10:30 in the morning? Go to church. Larry Ogan, Joby, and the Steelers have agreed to a three-year deal. Good friend. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Like, go find something productive to do. Go get your hair cut. Go see my girl Steph. Yeah, I I mean, you know, you're just trying to help them out. I am. I'm trying. I'm 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 trying to do because there sometimes it's cold. Why are you standing in front of a cold, like, a dollar store in the cold weather? Right. I I have no idea, brother. I don't know. That's just my little rant for the day. I went on I went on a rant last week about how people that wear sunglasses inside when it's cloudy are assholes. Now I'm going on a rant of why are you standing outside of five below at eleven in the morning? You almost wore sunglasses during this episode. Yeah, I thought about it. I I was told by a few people that I should just for a joke. But 
Newsflash. I'm not an asshole. All the time. Ah, that's better. All the time. So that that's that's something I refuse to do. I like I almost feel like I'm Peter Griffin when he did the uh when he was on um the news, you the, know what really grinds my gears. Yeah, you know what really grinds my gears? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's how I am. I don't know. Colts are trading five time Pro Bowl cornerback Stephon Gilmore to the Cowboys. That's not bad. I don't know what they traded for him, but that's not bad. A printer? Maybe. Fax machine? That'd be something cool, wouldn't it? Something Jerry Jones would do, for sure. Jerry Jones and his wide set eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That was so funny. Shout out South Park. Uh, For a fifth round compensatory pick. Wow, in this year's draft? 2023 fifth round compensatory pick, yeah. I wonder which one. I don't know. A fifth rounder. Wow. What's this? I wonder what his cap number is. It's a good thing I just always keep this up. Well, you have to this time of season. I know. Um, let's see. Stephon Gilmore. I mean, he carries an 11 million dollar cap number. So, I guess. So, I mean, it, it works out long run, I guess, because now the Colts jump. Now the Colts jump from eleven million to twenty-two million dollars in cap space. Is this a cap clearing move to trade for Lamar Jackson? It's not a bad move for the Colts, if that's the case. Yeah, if that if that's the case, it's not really it's not really a bad move because you're clearing eleven million dollars off of cap. And what does that put them up to? Twenty-two. 22? Okay. So they 20, got... 22 total. They got at least 10 more to go. Well, I don't even think you need that much this year because if you look at a possible extension for Lamar Jackson, that saves the Ravens $25 million in cap, and right now his cap number is 32. So a projected cap number for Lamar Jackson year one of this deal is about $7 million. Okay, well, I mean, they could definitely do it. It'd be smart. I mean, if like, right said it, the like, Colts will have their they will have the fourth quarterback in this draft unless they move up. Where they sit now with the fourth overall pick, they're gonna end up with the fourth quarterback of this draft. Yeah, because Arizona, in all likelihood, is going to trade it. Firmly believe that. Mm-hmm. I firmly do believe that the Arizona es- Cardinals, especially after seeing what Ryan Poles was was able to get from Carolina for the number one pick, I think Arizona's like, okay, we're not gonna get all of that, but. I think teams value quarterbacks that much. They're willing to give up. Probably not something that similar for number three, because, of course, Carolina now gets their choice of whoever the fuck they want. But if you really think about it now at this point, if you go if you go trade for number three, you're almost you're you're guaranteed Anthony Richardson, CJ Strider, Bryce Young. Yeah, well, I mean, they're gonna I think Cardinals definitely traded away. Like it'll be it'll be a draft day special. Depending on who the Panthers take at one, um, will dictate if somebody trades up to three or not. Just to see, um, see, I think I think whoever the Pan- whoever the Panthers take at one, I think that'll dictate who trades up to number three. Yeah, for sure. Um, because if it if it's someone who if it's a team that if somebody take so if they take somebody like Anthony Richardson number one, which is is, is possible, which I which I actually think happens. 
Yeah, it's got I, it's between Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud. Yeah, we talked about we talked about that a little earlier. I don't think that Anthony Richardson is the best quarterback in the draft, but I do think he is starting to gain attention as the number as the number one overall pick. But anyway, if someone like CJ Stroud or Bryce Young are still there, you could see somebody along the lines of maybe like a New England Patriots or um depending on what happens with Aaron Rodgers, uh Green Bay Packers. Um, maybe even like of all, of all fucking teams, Minnesota, Washington. You could see someone like you could see one of those teams, teams that are a little bit closer to contending. They can move up to number three and be like, okay, look, pro ready guy, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. One of those two are going to be on the board by the time we get there. Or if they're fucking in love with Will Levis, they can just take Will Levis there and make sure they they're guaranteed to get their guy. So I mean, but then, but then if somebody along the lines of Bryce Young and CJ Stroud go number one, and you have, and now you have a good chance of getting Anthony Richardson, or the one, I, or the other one I didn't mention, um, Atlanta possibly, Vegas possibly could trade up. Yeah, and those two, like Vegas and, and Atlanta, they're gonna give up. They're gonna give up their one this year, so the Cardinals will fall back to seven or eight, and then I think they give up probably two twos, and I think that's probably the price point that they have to pay. I think you would have to do a third pick, like like another pick, maybe a fourth. Yeah, if you don't do a, it, it would either be like a fourth this year or like a third next year, and then another second the following year. I give you a second and a fourth next year, our second this year, and seven or eight from this year as well. You fall back four to five spots. Uh, probably a pick swap also. Because t- teams just have teams just have such a hard on for doing that now that nowadays. Yeah, I don't I, know why. I don't, I don't know why. I, like, I, I don't. I don't see the huge benefit from it. But um, but uh, maybe who uh, whoever trades up in Atlanta, Las Vegas, they give up a sixth and they get a fifth back. Yeah, you know? like now, so, something like that. Yeah, now like other teams like um, like the Packers or um. The Patriots, or you know, whoever else you said, uh, they would have to give up a little bit more just because the Cardinals would be falling back much further. Yeah. Instead of falling to seven or eight, they'd be falling to around what is it, 14, 15, somewhere in that realm? Yeah, 14, 15, 16, if it's Tennessee, 11. Yeah, so they'd have to give up a little bit more. Tampa um, Bay, 19. Yeah. Minnesota, 23. Um,. Those are all the teams. I, 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 I don't think those teams are, tra- are going to trade up to go get a quarterback. I think, you know, all those other teams they have bigger needs. But maybe a team like, um, maybe someone like Seattle. Maybe if you do, maybe if you see, maybe if they see Will Levis as this guy who is nowhere near ready, but you know, sitting behind Geno Smith, maybe the thought is okay. Once we get done with this deal with Geno. Will Levis is just going to be ready to take the reins and run with them. Again, I, I'm like I have ner- I, like of course every team is doing their homework on the quarterbacks. Absolutely, you're 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 negligent if you don't do your work on every position in the, in the draft. Um, I'm not saying that they're going to take a quarterback, but the possi- the possibility is is there for sure. I mean, the possibility sure. is there for any any team to really take a, take a quarterback if you're if you think that much that they're French that franchise altering. You know, of course, of course, it's going to be in consideration. Yeah. So, 
if you're the Colts <clears throat> and you're you're looking at the board, let's say, uh, let's say just for for S's and G's here, um, Anthony Richardson goes one, mm. Bryce Young goes two. Mm. <sighs> let's say, so the Anthony Richardson one, Bryce Young two. Yes. Okay. So you still have a pro ready quarterback there available at three. C.J. Stroud is in there at three. Yep. Um. Let's say. Now at this point, the Colts could do one of two things. They could they could go ahead and move up a pick to make sure they get the guy they want, or they can just hope that it works out in their favor. Right. Let's say the Cardinals are like, hey, we could really stick it to Jimmy or saying the Colts. Somebody trades up and grabs C.J. Stroud. Um, I don't know who it would be because the Falcons have made some quarterback moves. Um, the Raiders have made some quarterback moves. Um, I think whoever drafts C.J. Stroud is anticipating him kind of being, let's say it's the Titans. Let's say the Titans go say, up and grab him. Sticking the same thing, the Titans, yeah. That actually would not be a really bad move for them at all. No, because they're, they're a team that's kind of stuck in the middle. So, I mean... You still have you still have Derrick Henry, who's effective. His his wall is coming. He is a wall. Well, I mean, I mean, injuries are mounting <laughs> up. Yeah. It, w- once running backs hit their age thirty season, I mean, the, the, the your, their effectiveness falls off a cliff. You can only ask a running back to carry the ball so many times. Right. I mean, it, I mean, Derrick Henry's been getting four hundred plus carries a year for th- for four straight seasons, Th- for three out of the four. For three out of four seasons, and the only one he didn't, he missed eight games. And then came back and ran at 25 games in his first game back. Yeah. 25 times in his first game back. Um, but with Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis as your quarterbacks on roster. Um, wow. Nine minutes ago, left tackle Orlando Brown appears to be signing with the Chicago Bears. I figured that would happen. Good for Chicago. Yeah, so... He's not bad. He's not a great left tackle. He's kind of a pain in the ass to work with, but good on them for getting a deal done with him because it seemed impossible up to this point. Yeah, so so j- just just to touch on that, or just to kind of move in that direction, and then we'll get and then we'll get back to the whole quarterback thing. Um, yeah, I mean, related Brown Jr. He's one of the better tackles in the league. Yeah, he's he's not bad. Um, top he, half for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I I would definitely say he's a top fifteen tackle in the league for sure. He's going to slide in at the, at the left tackle spot to protect the blinds out of Justin Fields. He he did it effectively. He effect, he blocked the right side very very well for Lamar Jackson. He did he blocked the left side very well for Patrick Mahomes. He got a Super Bowl out of it he, against a very good Eagles front who didn't sack Patrick Mahomes once. He was a part of that group. Yeah. Um. See, like Orlando Brown was not one of the people that you heard a lot from in Kansas City, but that's also a good thing because if you're talking a lot about offensive linemen, <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. They're, they're normally they're normally fucking up. So the fact that you didn't hear a lot from him, he was doing a very good job. That's fair. I'm curious what that contract looks like. Yeah. Uh, that would be interesting. But, I mean, Chicago was just a team that could throw a boatload of fucking money at someone and just overpay, possibly. But then again, you know, you're getting you're getting guys that are going to help your team long run. Yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, uh, I will reiterate the fact this is all during the legal tampering period in the NFL. None of this is actually official yet. Um, that all starts tomorrow, I believe, at like four o'clock is usually that seems four o'clock Eastern seems four, to be three somewhere somewhere around that. It's like it's like mid afternoon. That seems late to be, afternoon is going to start. Yeah, when the league uh, year officially starts. So um, 
come around three, four o'clock next after tomorrow afternoon, next afternoon. Technically, I'm not wrong. Wasn't great English, but I wasn't wrong. I people will understand what the hell we're trying to say. Very, very good English. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, just to touch on what Holman said, you know, none of these deals are actually official. I mean, we even saw last year how uh, Randy Gregory was supposed to re-sign with Dallas, with Dallas, and then before the legal tampering ended, he flipped and went to Denver. Zadarius Smith. Yep, Zadarius Smith. He had a deal done with the Ravens, and then he flipped and went to Minnesota. So and now he wants out of Minnesota. Now he wants, yeah, yeah. That's neither here nor there. But um, you know, so none of these deals are official. They're all agreed upon in principle, but none of them are signed. Nobody, nobody yeah. can actually sign a deal just yet. Like all the tr- like the trades that the Ravens made, they're not official yet. The Stephon Gilmore trade, that's not official. Shaq Lawson, that's not official. Uh, Johnny Smith, uh, even um. Jalen Ramsey, who got dealt to, to the Miami Dolphins. None of those are official just yet. Yeah. Um, but as of tomorrow, they will become official. Even Darren Waller, who got traded today. Darren Waller is now a New York Jet. Giant. Giant, Giant I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a wild one. Yeah, that really was a wild one. Um, but to go back to the Titans thing about taking a quarterback, possibly, you know, they're kind of stuck. They're stuck in an interesting situation where Tannehill, I don't think Tannehill can do it anymore. I think T- Tannehill was more of a product of what A.J. Brown can do. I agree. Um, and now without A.J. Brown having to rely on Traylon Burks, and I don't even know who their number two is now at this point. Um, It's not important. It's, it's not, not important. Yeah, it's not important at all. Samaje P. Ryan is signing with the Broncos. Bengals are losing another player. Good. Um... Maybe going, maybe going with another. I'm, I'm very big. I'm very high on Malik Willis too. I think he still does have, uh, good upside. I think he can be something in the NFL. But maybe the new GM who's coming over from San Francisco, maybe he just thinks, okay, you know what? This is our chance. Let's go. Let's let's go get our guy to hitch our wagon to, and let's see what he can do. Well, yeah. I mean, what does Malik Willis do that CJ Stroud can't? I mean, I mean, the only thing that Malik Willis can do is, is the mobility. CJ Stroud has the mobility. He just chooses not to utilize it too, too often. Well, Malik Willis also does have the speed, speed as well. That's fair. Both of the, both of them can be very mobile. Malik Willis is a little bit more mobile. Um, but I think GMs and owners and head coaches, everybody, everybody's realizing this is realizing this is a quarterback league. You gotta have the quarterback position right. So uh, the Titans, they could they could go up and get a little uh, security at the quarterback position. Go yep. grab CJ Stroud three. Then you got the Colts sitting at four. Now, my question to you is, of course, we have a ton of bias. At four, would you rather have Will Levis on a rookie year, or would you rather just trade that away and have Lamar Jackson as your quarterback? It's tough. You know, it it, it really depends on the direction that the Colts are attempting to go in. The Colts still have a very competitive roster. The defense is the defense is pretty solid. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, Jonathan Taylor. The offensive line was abysmal last year. It's bound to bounce back. So, you know, it begs the question of, okay, what direction are we heading in? Are we going to commit to a young quarterback, a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal? We'll save a ton of money. I mean, right now, the number four pick, I wonder what it's worth. The number four pick, probably eighteen million. Rookie cap numbers. If I had to guess, I'm just guessing. Uh so the number four pick 
has a total value of $36 million. Its cap number for this year is $6 million. Okay, that was way overvalued. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the so the cap number for the for the number four overall pick, which is where the Colts are at right now, is about, is six. I mean, even the even the number one overall pick, they cap million is seven seven million. Okay. Well, it was reported on earlier today. Now, there wasn't a ton of clarity within this tweet. I'll just be honest. Uh, so it came out yesterday. Adam Schefter talked more on about the Lamar Jackson contract. Yeah. Um, it was a five-year, uh, $133 million at signing with the possibility of being $175 million guaranteed uh, on like an injury basis kind of thing. So I think if Lamar managed not to be injured, he would have gotten $175 million guaranteed. And then if he was on the team on the fifth day of the league year in 2026 that money would go up to 200 million dollars guaranteed so that 25 million dollars there isn't truly guaranteed simply because he's not guaranteed to be on the team um but that was the one that was reported on last september that uh, or last august september somewhere in that time frame whenever it was uh when chris mortensen and adam schefter reported it well adam schefter gave some more clarity on it well Lamar Jackson tweeted today, three years, $133 million guaranteed, and I need an agent with a laughing face and a facepalm emoji. So it's reported now that the Baltimore Ravens gave him a three-year, $133 million fully guaranteed deal. That comes out to about an average of $44.3 million a year. So if you're the Indianapolis Colts and you see that, you could step in and offer Lamar Jackson four years, 40, $46.5 million a year, fully guaranteed. And that's the offer sheet you're putting on the table. Being that, you know, he has the non-exclusive on him. Yeah. So, let me see here. 46.5 times four... Comes out to $186 million. Four years, $186 million fully guaranteed. That's not a, that's not an unreasonable um, contract. You and I had the conversation earlier. We both believe that the Baltimore Ravens, this is purely speculation. We are not inside the walls. We don't know. Purely speculation. The Baltimore Ravens looked at Lamar Jackson and said, look, we can give you a record-setting deal and reset the market. You can get $50 million plus a year. Or you can get fully guaranteed money. Mm. But it's not going to be that record-setting deal. You can have one, or you can have the other. But we're not going to do both. It doesn't seem like either one of them are truly getting the job done for Lamar Jackson. So I really, I have no idea what's left on the table for the Ravens. Yeah, and I mean, at this point now, I don't know I don't know if the Ravens know what's still left on the table either. Um, <sighs> you know, I mean... I mean, back in back in September, if 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 what Lamar Jackson is saying is true, which I believe it is, that the offer was three years, one hundred and thirty three million dollars. I'm assuming fully guaranteed, and he declined it last year. He may he probably declined it under the under the inclination that he would have a better season, which he was on pace to do. Maybe not maybe not turnover wise. That was that was he was turning the ball over a, a, a little bit of an alarming rate. I wouldn't say alarming. But he was turning it over more than he normally does. More than you want your quarterback to. 
yeah, more than you want your quarterback to, but not at a rate where it's like, oh my God, will you just put somebody else in there? It's not Daniel Jones' rate. It's not Dak Prescott' rate. Yeah, both of those kind of mm, little, little sus. Yeah, so that's the reason why he's looking at $32 million instead of signing that deal because he thought to himself, okay, well, I'm bound to have a better season. It's like, it's not like he got, he got hurt on a football play. It's not like it was something freak that happened. You know, I mean, he got, he got hurt on a routine tackle and, and unfortunately it cost him playing out the rest of the contract, really showing his worth. Um, with a, especially with, a, with a depleted roster wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, you know, if 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 he was still still able to put up the production that he was with a depleted wide receiver room, you know, that would make things a little bit better because he'd be like, "Look, I've done this with these guys, I've done this with those guys. What's the issue? Why why won't you pay me? Because at this point, I am your best option." Absolutely, but uh, the three years, one hundred thirty three million dollars guaranteed. Like I said, it's around forty four point three million dollars annual salary. That is, let me see, one, two, three, four, five. That would be good for six. In the NFL, that is behind Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. But it is ahead of Josh Allen, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff. So, 44.3. Six in the NFL. If you were able to get to that, um, what, did, what did I say, 46.5? That would actually make Lamar Jackson third in the NFL for average a year behind only Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Right. So if you're if you I mean if you're the Indianapolis Colts are you having that conversation? Of course of course you are because you're you're exploring all of your every avenue. You know, I mean the Colts were one of the teams that when everything opened up, when all the free agency opened, they were the one team that the, they were one of the teams that did not say no. We're not. We're not gonna. We're not gonna entertain it. So of course, this is something that they are gonna entertain because I. Of course, of course, the idea of having a a superstar quarterback that enter, that that just that just does it enough for Jim Irsay that he's like okay. Maybe, he might have to sell one of his like it's like some John Lennon sunglasses or like a Leonard Skinner guitar or something. But yeah, it's like guitars are his thing. Uh, he might have some John Lennon sunglasses. He We're might. not ruling it's, it out. Yeah, he might. It's possible. Uh, but he might have to sell a few of those to you know get the get the cash to sign Lamar Jackson. But I don't know. If I was Jimmy or say I'd do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean. Now, if you're the Colts, you know, it's one of those things where you got to think. Okay, what do we want to do? Do we want to do we want to develop a young quarterback? Do we want to go through this again? Do we want do we want to continue to go through this, or do we just want to say, all right, here we go. Chips on the table. Lamar Jackson, Jonathan Taylor. That sells fucking tickets. Exactly. That that's incredibly dynamic. Who just got hired as a coach? Uh, Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator from the Eagles. So I mean, everybody saw what Shane Steichen was able to do as the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. He's probably making a call. He's like, Jim. Hey, hey, Jim. Right. They would have to add on another running back. Right now, I think RB two for them is. Zach Moss. Zach Moss, yeah. The guy from the, the guy from I I knew they got him from Buffalo in, in the Heinz trade. I just couldn't remember what his name is. So you have a one two punch there. Your tight ends are serviceable. You have Mo Alley Cox and Jelani Woods, I believe is tight end two. Couldn't tell you honestly. 
Um, I only know that because I, yeah, Jelani Woods. I started a franchise with the Colts for the hell of it. Interesting. And then you have um, Michael Pittman Jr. You have Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell. They do not have Paris Campbell. He's free agent. Oh, is he a free agent? He is free agent. Yeah. Oh. Um, Pride of Maryland, Jake Funk. James Bradbury is returning to the Eagles on a three-year deal worth $38 million, including $20 million fully guaranteed. That's a shocker. That is a shocker. I did not expect that one. No. So, I mean, it, it is something that I think the Colts could entertain. Um, But, again, you know, it, it just really, it really depends on what the Colts really are trying to do. You know, if Chris Ballard doesn't get this right, the GM of the Colts, he's gone. He's gone after the season. And I, I think everybody knows that. I think he knows it. So this is something that he has to get right. So I think if they draft a quarterback, they'll give him this season. Like, all right, growing pains of a rookie quarterback, you got to give me one more. They might give him one more. It, if they trade for Lamar Jackson and it doesn't work out this season, well, they wouldn't have to trade for him, but. Well, in a way, kind of. I mean, you got to give up two ones. Sort of, kind of. It, yeah. it, it's like a trade, but not really a trade. If it, if that doesn't work out, then yeah, he's gone. So this is the thing. If so, if they if they go with a rookie quarterback, I depending on how bad they do. If like rookie quarterback, if they if they're abysmal, um, then I think he's gone. Rookie quarterback, no rookie quarterback. I just think I I I I think I think he'll be gone because this. I mean, he's swung and missed so many times. At this point, he just he just ain't cutting it anymore. Yeah. So I mean, we all kind of agree. Well, not we all. You and I agree that um, it's between Will Levis or Lamar Jackson for the Indianapolis Colts. Do you draft Will Levis at four, or do you give up two first and pay a bunch of money to Lamar Jackson? Yeah, you know, it's 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 a really it's a really interesting question. I mean, if you look forward towards next year in twenty twenty four, you know, the Colts only have eleven million dollars in cap space right now, but they're jumping to one hundred and twenty three million. I mean, they could backload the deal for sure. Yeah, so I mean I mean that and and next year a guy like DeForest Buckner, he is last year of his deal, no dead cap, no guaranteed salary, cap saving, cap saving of twenty million. So they could bump it even to one hundred and forty six million dollars. They're going to have and um, what the fuck? What I was just looking at this. Quitty pay if they were to cut him as a pre June one cut, cap saving six dollars. Sick, do it. <laughs> Actually, no, they lose six dollars. Oh. If they cut him, they should do that. I just thought, I just think that's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that is funny. I don't know. Uh, I mean, of course, you and I are biased. We're gonna take Lamar Jackson over Will Levis. I'm not high on Will Levis anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a little bit of research on him. I I honestly, I just don't really like him. I think his release is too quick. It's too short. It leads to a like if he has to fit the ball into a tight window, he's your guy. That that sort of release does tend to to pay off well in that. I think he's going to struggle in the NFL with some touch passes, putting a little air under the ball with that sort of release. Um, and also just watching him during his drops. I th- like from what I've seen, now I, just the tape that I've watched, he is super, super heavy on his back foot during his drops. Like he doesn't, he, like he's not, he doesn't have his weight forward um, to really like get his hips through. Like his weight is really far back 
and I didn't see a ton of like hip drive and like moving forward getting his hips through. Yeah. So like there's there's like some mechanical issues that I it personally, I mean, who the hell am I? We're on a podcast that, you know, doesn't get a ton of exposure. That's okay. So who the hell am I? But I don't know. I don't see a ton of I don't see a ton of promise in Will Levis. I've seen some decision making issues. Um at least you know what you're getting with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, very true. Um, so again, you know, it's one of those things where you got you have to consider all your options. I think, I think going after Lamar Jackson is definitely a very high option for the Colts. Um, it's something that I I would entertain if I was if I was Chris Ballard. Um, I mean, hell, this year DeForest Buckner, if they really wanted to, they could cut him and save another nineteen million dollars. So between him and Stephon Gilmore, so Stephon Gilmore's going to save nine million. I'm sorry. No. Trade pre June one. He's gonna save seven million dollars. I'm sorry. So that gets him that gets him to nineteen. It's not bad. No, it's it, it's 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 still not bad whatsoever. You know, it's it it definitely it it definitely gets you closer, but I I genuinely do think that's enough money on the books this year in order to say, Okay, look, we can get Lamar, we're gonna front load it, huge signing bonus, make a lot of guaranteed if not all of it, and um, we'll just backload the deal because they have the cap space. They ha- in 2026 they have two players on roster. Yeah, so I mean they they have the cap space to do it. I think the Colts are definitely the outside of the Ravens. I think they could be the most likely destination for Lamar. I think they make the most sense. Uh, make the most sense financially, maybe. I don't know. I don't know about play style. I don't know about um. The team itself making sense, but well, I mean, you think about it. They play in a dome, so you know Lamar Jackson's going to play at least eight games in that stadium. True, fair as well. Um, you play in Tennessee, in Jacksonville, and in Houston, who also plays in the dome. Jacksonville's got pretty nice weather outside of the rain. Yeah, Tennessee it can get cold there, but. Depending on when you play them in Tennessee, you you might end up playing them early in the season. Who knows? Yeah, it's pretty nice weather there. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson can play in the cold weather. We've seen him do it in Baltimore over the last five seasons. So I mean, I don't know. Like all in all, doesn't seem like a terrible fit. And he played college football in Louisville. Played college football in Louisville. Kentucky gets cold too. Kentucky does have the capability of getting getting rather chilly. Um, I don't know, man. Like I I think out like you said outside of the Ravens. Colts probably make the most sense. Uh, they have the the cap space to do it. They have an owner risky enough to do it. Right. Um, and I think given their new head coach and the offense that he ran when he was in Philly, um, they could uh, they could do it. The problem is, is Matt Ryan's contract now, too. Well, they could ship him over to China. Because I mean, if you cut them, you have eighteen million dollars in dead cap, but you have seventeen million dollars in cap savings. So you're losing eight hundred thousand dollars. That seems like a no-brainer to me, honestly. Think so? Yeah. That seems like a no-brainer to cut him. Uh, he has a roster bonus. When does that kick in? So he has a roster bonus due on March twenty second. That's ten million dollars. 
Yeah, it makes too much sense to cut him. Yeah. You got to cut him. Which would save you even more money. Yep. You're telling me you save you you only have to pay $800,000? Like that's all you are in the negative? Yeah. Yeah, you you have to do that. For a quarterback that's washed up, you got to do it. Yeah. You took on a bad contract. You took a shot. It didn't work it out didn't for work you. Yeah, at all. Just wash your hands of it. Just get away from it. Yeah. I don't know. I'll ask you. Do you think the the um, relationship between the Baltimore Ravens, Eric DaCosta, Steve Bishotti, and Lamar Jackson is salvageable? Do you think it's Do you think it's damaged? Do you think it's salvageable? Or do you think it's just, it's done? Um, damage is a strong word. I think it's strained. I don't know about damaged. Um, I mean, is it, is, is it able to get better? Absolutely it is. End of the day, what everybody has to realize is that this is a business. Yes, we have, yes, I mean, Lamar Jackson is the lifeblood of the Baltimore Ravens now at this point. But at the end of the day, you know, this is a business. I mean, the, Raven, the Ravens are trying to lowball Lamar Jackson because it's a business decision that they're making. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed deal because, end of the day, he still, he still has people he has to take care of himself. He, he himself is still his own entity in the business. Yeah, uh-huh. So, is, there a stra- is, there, is this probably putting a strain on the relationship? I don't doubt it at all. I have, I have no doubts that this is definitely putting a strain on the relationship between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. But end of the day, you know this this is a business first, and I think that's something that that they're remembering when they are negotiating. That yes, even though we would love to do this, we still have we still have our own things that we have to keep in mind while we're while we are trying to negotiate with Lamar Jackson. So, again, do I think it is strained? Yeah, probably. Do I think it's salvageable? 100%. No doubt in my mind. Because when it comes time for everybody to hit the field again, if Lamar Jackson's in purple, he hears the crowd behind him, all's right in the world. We, if we actually make steps in order to improve the team around him, everything will be right in the world. I mean, like I told you before we even started recording, Eric DaCosta, his job as the general manager is not to appease Lamar Jackson on every wish and pray that he has. Mm -hmm. His job is to make sure the Baltimore Ravens are a good and competitive team year in, year out, competing for a Super Bowl. Now, I think he does want to compete for a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson as the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. But that's not... His like his job is to make sure the Ravens as a whole compete for a Super Bowl. Right. So that is why you're not going to see Lamar just be like, hey, these are my demands. This is what I want met. Eric Tocasta not going to be like, all right, yeah, here you go, whatever. Right. It, it is a negotiation. You can't just make demands and expect it to be like that, which is why I think personally the Ravens set the, the boundaries of, hey, we'll set the market or we'll give you fully guaranteed money. We will give you one or the other, but we will not give you both. We will not give you record-setting money, market-setting money, and it's fully guaranteed. Right. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, ultimately, ultimately, a deal, a deal with the Ravens is, is, you know, it's able to be done. You know, it's, it's no, it's no question about it. You know, it's, it's, it's able to be done. I think we will get it done eventually. Um, I do think the Ravens are lowballing the shit out of Lamar, but again, you know, they have their, they have their own agenda that they're trying to accomplish. You know, they, they off, they gave record-setting money to Tyus, to, to Marcus Williams, Roquan Smith, Mark Andrews. Marlon Humphrey and Ronnie Stanley. So you have five guys on roster who already make who who are being paid top end dollar at their position. That's great. That is absolutely fantastic that we have five guys who we can honestly say, six, including Justin Tucker, that we can say, okay, and I think even Kevin Zeitler's in the top for guards. Potentially. So we have six, seven, eight people who are Regarded as one of the highest paid paid players at their position, that's a very that's something that I that I'm I'm very very happy that I can say as a Ravens fan that we ha- that we are so talented. But then again, you said it earlier. This is a quarterback driven league. It is. Ron, a left tackle is great. A solid starting corner is awesome. Your top targets your tight end. That's that's fantastic. Roquan Smith's one of the best linebackers in the league. I think I I think he may be top two now at this point. I would agree. Yeah, I know we had a con- we had a conversation with, about that earlier in the year. I still think Fred Warner is one, but Roquan Smith is probably two. Yeah, and I don't I don't think I don't think it's close either. Uh, like I don't think anybody's close to second. I think one and two is I think it's close one and two, but two to three there's a big gap. Two to three there's a huge gap. I think. Okay. Um, Marcus Williams, he's one of the best ball hawks in the NFL. I don't even have to fucking tell anybody about what Justin Tucker can do. Because, trust me, if you've watched a Ravens game, you've seen it. He's the best kicker in NFL history. It, not even close. Not even fucking close. Um, and then Kevin Zeitler is one of the, one of the best all-around guards in the NFL. Great, great run blocker. He's great in pass production. He can get out, pull, all that kind of stuff. But end of the day, none of those guys are really driving the ball downfield. Justin Tucker's the only one that can. Better than anybody else. Better than anybody else. He can drive the ball downfield. Justin Tucker is a difference maker. Not saying that any of those guys are not. But the value that somebody that Roquan Smith brings to the table compared to Lamar Jackson is irreplaceable. I get it. It's it's two it's two different sides of the ball. It's 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 tough to make that argument, but you know, Ro- especially when Roquan Smith made such a big difference for the defense this year. And I get it. And Roquan Roquan Smith turned the defense on an up on a, up on another notch. We were getting three and outs like it was nothing. Turning the ball over. We were tackling well. That's great. But if you're going, if you're getting the all, other offense to go three and out, and then you're back out there four plays later. That doesn't do like you can only do so much as a linebacker. But Lamar, I mean, the quarterback is the lifeblood of the team, especially for the Ravens, because Irish can run and throw. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to have a quarterback that can sustain drives because it gives the defense a break, right. not turn the ball over. Um, I've said it before, it like I'll say it again, especially when it comes to the playoffs. It's great. You got a run game. It's fantastic. You got a defense. Great. Fantastic. But eventually it does come down to what your quarterback can do. Your quarterback's going to have to make a play. We saw it. Tyler Huntley was asked to make a play. He didn't do it. He didn't make it. 
Right. Patrick Mahomes was asked to make a play. He made it. Jalen Hurts had to make plays. He made them. Right. I mean, it just, it comes down. Your quarterback is going to have to make a play. Can he or can't he? And the point that I'm the point that I'm making behind you know having all these great players with huge extensions on roster you know it's great you know we're, we we ha- we have all this talent staying here in Baltimore a lot of it is homegrown talent which is which is just absolutely fantastic but when you sign all these guys to big deals like this now you're forgetting about the number one about about the most important thing if we had more cap I don't think fully guaranteed and Rutgers heading would be an issue. Well, yeah, this is a hard cap league. Right. It's not the NBA. Right. I mean, there's a hard cap for the NBA. They have the salary. They have the luxury tax. Well, there's still a hard number. Well, there's a hard number, but there's the luxury tax that most owners have don't problem. mind paying. Right. Um. But now, now we're in a scenario where we're we are forgetting. A, we're we're almost. We're almost saying, okay, the Ravens style of football is almost plug and play. That's kind of the way that we're the that's kind of the way we're insinuating it right now. There's few positions that we can't go without, but it's all it, it almost gives me the impression of that they're that they're handling the quarterback situation of okay, no matter what we do, our offense is going to be sustainable. That's that's kind of, that's kind of the vibe that I get from it now, because it's not, it's not true. Oh, oh, absolutely not. You and you and I, you and I had the conversation er, earlier before we started recording. The first year Lamar went out and had his injuries in twenty twenty one, we had we had never had to plan for that before. So having Tyler Huntley go in there, he played very very well, albeit we didn't win a single game when he was starting, except for the Chicago game, but that was earlier in the season. So I, I don't really consider that as a part of it. Um, you know, we didn't really have a contingency plan at that time. So we're like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and see what happens. And it just so happened that Tyler Huntley didn't do too bad. And we were, and we were close to winning a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Like we, like we were close, we were close against the Packers. We were close against the Rams. We were close against the Steelers. We were very close against the Steelers. We should have beaten the, we should have beaten the Browns when Lamar Jackson got hurt. Um, so, I mean, we were very close to winning all those games. And so we're like, okay, well, the season may not have finished that we wanted the two, but if you look at the grand scheme of things, we're not going to be as injury prone the next season, which we weren't. Um, and Tyler Huntley's only going to improve. So if we have to get in this scenario again, we're going to be fine. So when it came time for making a contingency plan, because the Ravens are all about depth. All about the next man up. That's that is something that is preached all the time by John Harbaugh, by Ozzy. I don't know about it so much about Ozzy Newsom, but Eric Acosta talks about it. The players even talk about it. Next man up. Next man up. That's all. That's all good and fine. That's why they have the NFL record for most preseason games won exactly. We we haven't lost a preseason game in fucking ever. So I mean, like we're very very good at finding talent. We're very good at having the next man up mentality, except for one position. Yeah. And this this never-ending cycle of the Ravens saying, okay, well, as long as we have Lamar, we're fine. We got, we got two undrafted guys behind him. We'll be okay. Yep. As, as long as Lamar's here, we are okay because Lamar can run the system. 
But they never ask themselves what's going to happen when we don't have them. Which is something that is which is something that needs to be addressed. You got to think about it. Yes, we do. We did have somebody in Tyler Huntley and and sort of an Anthony Brown. They they both did other things better than the other one. But on the whole, they they were both very capable of of running what is going on in our offense. Both very capable of doing it. Smart passes, quick passes for Anthony Brown. Tyler Huntley could afford to go through progression a little bit more and just run the fuck out of the ball. It works. But again, to your point, when it comes when it, when when shit's about to hit the fan and you need someone to go out there and make a play, your quarterback has to be able to make that play. Any Mike, Dick, and Harry can run an NFL offense. Doesn't mean they can run it well, exactly. but they can run an NFL offense. You you and I can run an NFL offense. Are we going to do it well? Not necessarily. That's why that's why all these people get paid so much fucking money in order to do it. And and even and even running the team. And right now, I think this whole entire this whole entire saga of what is going on with the Ravens. I think this is very very indicative that we're not as well ran as what people think. I just need this saga to end, man. I'm so over it. I just need a contract to be set in stone, or just Lamar traded. I just I just need it over with. I'm, I'm very over it now at this point because, of course, you hear all this talking from the outside. People that have no fucking clue about what's going on inside the Ravens organization. People that aren't even Ravens fans are talking about this. Oh. They're they're being shitty to Lamar. People, people, Ravens fans are. Oh, Lamar should be taking less money. Nobody, nobody knows what they're talking about. I'm just so over it, man. I just need it over with. I just, I want to enjoy Ravens football again. Damn it! I can't even be excited for the off season and free agent signings because I'm too worried about what the fuck is going on with Lamar Jackson. And now this is the worst. This is the worst part. Kind of circling back around to the whole con- how the contracts are shaping up for the Ravens. Even if we lose Lamar Jackson, the next best available option right now in free agency is Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Do you know how bad the Ravens will get murdered every fucking Sunday if we have Baker Mayfield as a quarterback? Dude, I told you. I told you earlier. Uh, the, the Ravens, given what the Ravens always do, the, what the Ravens would do is they would bring in Tyrod Taylor to come be the starting quarterback of the franchise. They would. He was the backup before, comes back. Oh, Ravens, look what we did. We brought our guy back. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well. Like, that's a Ravens move. And then they would sign Corey Davis, who was more than likely going to be cut from the Jets. They'd be like, look, look what we got you. We got you, Corey Davis. Ravens fans, are you not happy? No, you know, you know what a Ravens move would be? Marcus Mariota. I'd kick a brick wall until my head bleeds. And tell and tell me I'm wrong. No, it's exactly what we do, and I'd kick a brick wall until my eyes bleed. The Ravens would say, okay, look, we may be losing Lamar Jackson, but let's bring in Marcus Mariota and hit and and we'll just ride out the season. But we saw how we saw what happened with the with the Falcons. The only difference between the Ravens and the Falcons is that the Ravens have a good defense. And Lamar Jackson. I'd rather you bring Tyler Huntley back for $10 million a year. Right. I mean, come on. At, like, at that rate, you might as well. At least he's got a connection with the receivers. Right. Right now, Tyler Tyler Huntley's... What I, I wonder what his projected salary would be. You might as well just bring back Trace McSorley. You, 
Just let Anthony Brown run the offense. Who fucking cares? Come on. Who cares? See if the RG3 wants to come out from commentating. See if he wants to play come play come come play quarterback. Where's it hard? There are. Yeah, give me that one. Does it does it give you a projected uh value? Uh three million. <laughs> Fantastic. Fucking overpay. Give him eight. I don't care. Give him eight million. But the but the the thing is this is all now this is I mean this this is all this is all very very eerily reminiscent of what was going on with the Colts. The Colts never had any contract issues. What? There it is. Fucking called it nine minutes ago. Per NFL league source, the Indianapolis Colts are planning to cut Matt Ryan. Boom. There it is. Lamar Jackson to the Colts. We kind of foreshadowed that. Dude, are we fucking? Look. All right. All right, my guy. Let's do it. All right, hold up. Listen, uh, listen. Uh, straight up the tie there. Chat. Don't fuck with me. I'm an addict. Listen, we 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 got we we were pounding on our fucking chest when we got the whole number one pick thing out before CBS Sports did. We were really pounding on our chest about that. I like I like I went to work and was bragging about that shit. People don't even know I do a fucking podcast to work. Mm. They do now because I wouldn't stop talking about it. But we, but we got that before everybody else did, except for Shefty and Ian Rappaport and Rapsheet, which are the, really the two big ones. But we just foreshadowed. We just foreshadowed that happening. Yeah, we're still uh, still the whole Lamar Jackson thing. They're fr- like seriously. If you are listening to this right now, if you're watching the podcast and you've made it th- and you've made it this far into it, first of all. Shout out you. Um, I don't know how many of you watch the whole thing, but if you do, thanks. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you, we can see that. Anyway, that's not important. Andy Dalton to the Panthers on a two-year, ten million dollar deal. Backup quarterback. Mm, I don't really know what to think about that. I don't know either because that doesn't fit what Anthony Richardson does. But Anthony or Andy Dalton's a good spot starter. C.J. Stroud. To the Panthers. Here it is. Maybe Anthony Richardson, because I mean Lamar Jackson sat behind Joe Flacco. That's fair. Maybe it's a similar situation. I don't know. Anyway, um, if you like, if you're hearing this now at this point, March twenty four, March twenty fourth. Good lord! Wow, fourteenth, five fifty six p.m. I'm gonna say by Friday, there's gonna be serious rumors about Lamar to the Colts. Oh, it's serious rumors. They're gonna happen tomorrow, first day of the league year. They're gonna happen tomorrow. Right. I'm like I'm gonna I'm I'm just I'm I'm gonna be safe with it. I'm gonna say by Friday, there you're gonna be seeing serious rumors about Lamar. Very serious rumors, not just like oh, they're they're talking to him, seeing what's up. Like, Lamar Jackson's in the building talking with Jim Ballard and, and Jim Irsay. Chris Ballard. Chris Ballard. Like, by Friday, there might be a contract on the table for Lamar. I like to think of both of them. Jim. Jim. Jim, Jim. Jimmy. Jim, Jam. Jimothy. Jimmy. Um, but be on the lookout for that. That seems to be coming to fruition here live in our own faces. I'm not super thrilled about it, but it's happening. Because now at this point, the Colts are clearing roster spots. 
they're clearing cap space. Don't be surprised if DeForest Buckner's not next. Put that out there now. Because if he's next... They're making a run of Lamar Jackson. They're gearing up for something fucking huge. They're, they're making a run of Lamar Jackson. They have, they have to be. They could re- I think even if they restructured DeForest Buckner. I wonder what that would free up. I think that I think they would try to at least restructure. He's still a good defensive player. Let me see what his stats were this past year. Forty-four tackles, eight sacks. Eh, not too bad. But you're not gonna, you're you're not paying eighteen million dollars a year to a guy who only, or nineteen this year to a guy that got you eight sacks. Yeah, especially because he has like you saved. You save $19 million if you get rid of him. Yeah, I think uh, they they might they might restructure him. Also, I just read something. Apparently, the Orlando Brown to the Bears thing isn't just yet. Really? Yeah. Just saying. Mm. Um, Drop the gun on that one. That's fine. <laughs> um, We're shooting 50%. I mean, if, if they restructured DeForest Buckner, they could save about $9 million, which would still get them up to about 27 um, which I think is plenty of cap space in order to get a deal done with Lamar. Yeah, I think it's I think it has I think it's plenty of room. Even if they restructured Shaq, uh, Shaq Leonard and Braden Smith, Shaq Leonard now at this point, what's his real name? Is it Shaq? It's not Shaquille anymore. It's like David or something right now. Isn't no, it? I think it is. Shaquille. What was his first name? Darius. It was Darius. That Shaq is what he Le- went by. Yeah. It was Darius. Now it's Shaq. Okay. I said David. <laughs> I was like, no, that just doesn't sound right. <laughs> like, no, moron. It's not David. Um. So, I mean, letting go of Matt Ryan, that gets you about $2 million or $200,000. They could restructure DeForest Buckner, probably Quentin Nelson. Um, let me see what that looks like. So if you restructure Quentin Nelson, just your top five. Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, DeForest Buckner, and Shaq Leonard. 19 and 9 is 26, plus another 7. 19 and 9 would be 28. 28, thank you. Yeah. Uh... They can get up to thirty-five million dollars if they just restructure alone. Just restructure. You don't even got to give people away. You just restructure. But hey, we'll convert it over into a little bit of a into a little bit of a like, bonus. If you went to those, if you went to those guys, I mean, three of them are offensive linemen. If you go to them and say, "Look, this is what we're planning. If you do this, this is the plan." Adding one another thirty five million dollars to already having almost twenty. Boom! There you go. I like, and again, it makes too much sense as a for a Colts not to do this. Right? Again, we have we have no prior information about this. We are literally coming up with this on the spot, and the more and more we discuss it, the more and more it makes sense. It makes too much sense if you're a Colts to not. Do this. You have to make it happen. It makes way too much sense. Why would you want Will Levis when you're already clear? Like, you're making these moves to bring it. You could bring in Lamar Jackson. 
proven veteran guy. Right. You know he's a winner. He wins 74% of the starts. Now, granted, those starts tend to roll off at the end of the season, so you got to make sure you keep him healthy. But, I mean, with DeForest Buckner, Ryan Kelly, and Quentin Nelson, they also have... Don't they have Bernhard Raymond? They do. Yes. And then... Who's their other offensive the lineman? Is it this guy? No. Maybe this guy. I swear, if I just click on his name and I get it right, I'm going to crap myself. Who? Zaire Franklin? I don't know who that is. Neither do I. No, he's a linebacker. Whoops, sorry. Let's see if Over the Cap has uh, updated already. Uh, It has for Stephon Gilmore. Okay. Not for Matt Ryan, because of course that hasn't happened yet. Fair. Well, I guess Stephon Gilmore hasn't either. But it's updated. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all, like all of this, all of this just makes makes way too much sense. And I don't want to lose Lamar Jackson. It makes too much sense if you're the Colts not to do it. It does, especially because you're giving up two first round picks at that point. Like the roster isn't fully there. I think there's a legitimate chance that if you get Lamar Jackson, they the roster isn't great there. They still may be worse than the Ravens. Like, especially the Ravens get, especially the Ravens bring back Tyler Huntley. Well, the Ravens would end up with the number four overall pick at that point. Yeah. If if we end up with the number four overall pick, we're actually going to end up with the number three overall pick. We're not walking away with with Levis. We're walking away with C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, or Bryce Young. We're walking away with one of those three. We're not walking away with Will Levis. We trade with the Cardinals to move up one spot. Do you think? Because that's a different GM now, so it's not. It's not like we're negotiating with the same GM that it was last year. Do you think four and twenty-two would be enough to get you to three? I don't think we give up twenty-two. I don't think. No, we give them four. We'd move back. They'd move back one, which they can still trade out of and get more draft compensation. We give them four, four this year. Number one, first over, first round, number four overall. Yeah, maybe like a fifth this year. One fifty seven is the only one we have. One fifty seven, maybe a second and a fourth next year. Maybe and that might even be overpaying just to move up one spot. Cause but like the Cardinals, they can move back one spot, literally one spot. Yeah. And then they can move back even further from that and get even more draft compensation. Which they need it. They're not a very good team. They need they need as much help as they can get. I don't know, man. Something to think about. If Lamar Jackson and the Colts, okay, so happens. so this is going back to 2017, San Francisco and Chicago. San Francisco trades first round pick selection number two to Chicago in exchange for Chicago's thir- first, third, and fourth selections 
as well as a third rounder in 2018. So they gave up pick number, pick three, pick 67, pick 111, and a third round of the following year to get to number three. Wait, what did they give up again? Run that back. They gave up. So to go from two to to go from three to two. Okay. They gave up their first, third, and fourth in 2017, and a third in 2018. Hmm. To get a quarterback, I'm just basing it off of what the uh, the Panthers deal looked like. I think I think uh, a first and a fifth this year, a second and a fourth next year is is plenty to move up one spot from four to three. <clears throat> and it doesn't it doesn't break the organization to do that either. No. We still walk away. We still have. Or, I mean, honestly speaking, like if that if that's what they want, be like, hey, Arizona, we'll give you a, we'll give you four and twenty two, and that's it. Two first rounds in this year. That that take your pick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it, it's all it's all becoming very very interesting now to see how to see what's going on. I I think. I think we're going to see uh, an offer from the Colts for Lamar Jackson. Um, Jim Irsay seems he's he's going to do it. He's going he's going to put in an offer. It's going to be forty five million plus annual salary, probably fully guaranteed. They're going to sit down and talk with Lamar Jackson. Lamar's going to be like, "Hey, here's what I want. Here's what here's what I'm thinking." Jim Irsay might be like, and uh, Chris Ballard might be like, "All right, well, we'll give you forty six, forty seven million dollars fully guaranteed for." Four years. Three, four years. What would you like? We're going to see that offer pop out. Ravens have five days to match it. Who knows? Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. <sighs> if they don't match it and Lamar Jackson goes to the Indianapolis Colts, the Ravens will be... I, I firmly believe the Ravens will be selecting at three to grab their new quarterback. Because I think Eric DaCosta realizes the Ravens can't wait another year. No, We can't just piss away another year. Like we gotta get a guy that can win us football games. We are we are a win now football team. Our window is now. Especially now you have the Bengals lost two guys in their secondary. They're starting two safeties. They're more than likely gonna lose Eli Apple. They just lost their best pass blocking running back in Samaj P. Ryan. Joe Mixon looks like he might be starting for the mean machines next season. Yeah, fuck. <coughs> They, you know, they gotta they gotta figure out what they're gonna do with um, T. Higgins moving forward. They're gonna they're gonna have to pay him along with paying Joe Burrow. And there's a lot of moving pieces over there in Cincinnati. The Bills they're starting to lose pieces. Um, I don't know, man. the 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 time for for the Ravens the window's open. It, it's it's now. Not to sound like John C- John Cena, but the time is now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the window is definitely open for the Ravens. They have to make it happen. Um, I don't know. I th- I think it's likely. I th- I th- I th- I really think it's likely. This is the first time where I've actually said to myself, "Okay, this this might be happening." Well, hey, 
well, let's come back to the to the free agency. Let's let's talk about mock drafts. Okay. Let's come back to the free agency. All right, so we got your mock draft up first. We'll talk about it. This is all stemming from Holman posting his on Twitter and didn't post mine. I also didn't do one. Yeah, you also didn't do one. So, boom, there it is. Poppy's mock draft. So, yeah, just to touch, just to touch on a few things. Um, Anthony Richardson going to Carolina at number one seems more and more likely, especially after them trading the number one, trading for number one very shortly after. Yeah. The um. The combine happened. I still have Bryce Young going two to Houston. Uh, this, of course, we're not doing any trades involving this. Uh, Will Anderson, I have going number three. CJ Stroud four and Jalen Carter five. Um, I think this is a steal of a pick at six. Tyree Wilson going to going to the Lions to pair up with Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, Will Levis going number seven to Las Vegas, sitting behind Jimmy Garoppolo would probably do him some good. Uh, despite all of his shortcomings, I think Will Levis does have the potential to be a very good starting quarterback in the league. <laughs> um, just day day one, I would say absolutely not. What I, if I told you this was the wrong mock draft that I put up on the screen? What would you do? Put up yours? Uh, no, it wasn't mine. I think it was an old one. Okay. Whoops. So I guess I just got spouted off. It looked like the right one. I'll just keep going. It ain't a big deal. Um, I have Quentin Johnson going number eight, the receiver from TCU to Atlanta. Paris Johnson Jr., the uh, tackle from Ohio State, going to going to Chicago at nine. Christian Gonzalez going to going number ten. Of course, with the news no, news about James Bradbury, that changes things a little bit. Same thing with Paris Johnson um, at nine. That does change things a little bit. Uh, Peter Skronsky, the tackle from Northwestern, going eleventh to Tennessee. Kalaja Kansi. From Pittsburgh, going to Houston at number 12. Devin Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois, going number 13 to the Jets. I think the Jets are finally learning the, learning the lesson on how to draft, and I think they're just taking best available at this point now. So getting another guy that you can put alongside Sauce Gardner um, while the secondary is still cheap and young, I think that would definitely do the defense a lot of good, especially knowing that Robert Sala is the coach. Uh, Lucas Van Ness, I have him going number 14 to the to the Patriots, uh, some edge rush help. Dalton Kincaid, the tight end from Utah, going 15. Joey Porter Jr., the corner from Penn State, going 16 to Washington. Broderick Jones uh, becomes a new tackle at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Brian Branch, a safety from Alabama. He played a lot of slot uh, at Alabama. He almost pl- had a similar role to what Kyle Hamilton did for the Ravens. Um, I have him going 18th. Um, just to touch on a few other picks, because a lot of these you guys probably don't even really care about. Now, at this point, I'll just tell you some big ones. Uh, B. John Robinson, running back from Texas. I have him going number 21, especially given the news that Austin Eckler is looking for a trade. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I have him falling to number 22 to the Ravens. Um, so I think most Ravens fans would be over the moon about that. Uh, Zay Flowers, uh, the receiver from Boston College that me and Homer are both very big on. I have him going number 25 to the Giants. Um, Jordan Addison going number thirty to the um to the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, Nolan Smith, a standout from the combine, ran fast, tested well. I have him going. Um, it's kind of a luxury pick. They just had they just drafted George Karloftis from Purdue last year, uh. So going with another young pass rusher, especially after losing Frank Clark, um, just Nolan Smith's just a freak athletically. So getting him at thirty one, I think, will be a steal for the uh, for the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my apologies again for not getting the right mock draft up there. We've done a ton of them, so like sorting them out is not always the easiest thing to do. Uh, but 
I do have mine. Sorry. But here we go. Um, I do have C.J. Stroud going number one overall to the Panthers. Um, I think that I think that Andy Dalton signing now, of course, when I did this, we didn't know it. But I think Andy Dalton going there now almost kind of helps prove my point that it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Because um, I think C.J. Stroud could land, learn from Andy Dalton, at least some. Yeah. Again, but, I mean, I gave you my rebuttal earlier. but Yeah. The yeah. season vet um, makes sense. Bryce Young, number two overall to the Texans. Um, that seems to be... Lock and key haven't heard a ton of things otherwise to to suggest that it's it's not going to be Bryce Young, um, so I don't know. Once again, no trade. So Will Anderson number three overall to the Cardinals. Anthony Richardson number four overall to the Colts. I think they value Anthony Richardson a little bit higher than they value Will Levis. Um, just from an upside, I mean, it might be a little bit of a bumpy roller coaster for a few games, but get him some reps, get him comfortable. I think he could end up being a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. So I think they go with Anthony Richardson, number four. Uh, Jalen Carter, number five. He has a ton of legal issues going on right now. It's not. I don't think it's going to pose an issue come the regular season. Um, I still think he's one. he is probably the best defensive player in this draft. Um, they could use, the Seahawks could use some interior uh, defensive help, especially since they let go of Shelby Harris earlier today. Um, of course, once again, when I did this, I had no idea. Um, moving on to six, Detroit Lions take Kalijah Cansey. Just an absolute freak at defensive tackle. Um, you should not be able to be that big and run that fast, but he does both of those things extremely well. He is both very big and does move very quick. Um, so they could use some help there. I think it's a good pick for them. At number seven, the Raiders select Paris Johnson Jr. Um, I was kind of back and forth on who they have sitting behind Will Levis. Um, They're behind Will Levis, behind Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, because they did get Jimmy Garoppolo in free agency. Um, I think ultimately they try to just protect Jimmy Garoppolo, knowing that he's damn near a statue at this point. Um, Will Levis is a good pick there at seven for him. Paris Johnson Jr. is a good pick there for him. Um, As long as they make one of those two picks, I think it's a good pick. Depending on where else they go, it could end up being a shit pick. Um, at number eight, Atlanta Falcons taking Tyree Wilson. We've already said second best head rusher in the class. Um, super good defensive talent. They need all the help they can get. At number nine, the Chicago Bears taking Peter Skronsky tackle from Northwestern. It's used to the cold weather. Knows what he's getting himself into. Um, he'll make it work there. Number 10, Eagles taking Devin Witherspoon. Um, once again, we fully expected... Um, James Bradbury to be gone, <clears throat> especially with the news of uh, Darius Slay giving permission to seek trade. So uh, they could still be in the market for a corner, depending on what happens with Darius Slay, but um, we'll see what happens there. Number 11, Tennessee Titans select Will Levis. They definitely need a quarterback. Um, I don't think they have a ton of faith in Malik Willis. I think they realize that they got to start they got to start trending in the right direction, and I don't know if Malik Willis gets the job done for him um, in that department. Number 12, Lucas Van Ness to the Texans. D'Amico Ryans, he's not going to not take a defensive talent first round. So, he's he's a... Uh, I've seen comparisons to TJ Watt when it comes to him. He's big. He's incredibly strong. A um, little bit of a raw talent. Probably needs a little refined. But uh, D'Amico Ryans, given what he's worked with, He'll know how to get it right. Um, <clears throat> at 13, the Jets select Anton Harrison. Honestly, he's a guy that's flying up the board. Uh, there's talks about him actually being the first tackle taken off the board. 
in this coming draft because they think he is the most athletic tackle in the draft. Um, so Anton Harrison might keep an eye on him. He might move up higher than 13. Um, but the Jets take him there. Little help on the offensive line. 14, the Patriots like Brian Branch with uh, McCourty retiring. They need a little help back there. This is a this is a Bill Belichick pick through and through. Safety, Alabama. What more do you want? Uh, <laughs> you're just looking at me like, okay. Uh, 15, Packers like Dalton Kincaid. They need tight end help. Uh, 16, the Washington Commanders select John Michael Schmitz. Uh, probably the best center in the draft. It might seem like it's a little early, being that nobody has him in the first round at all. But they really need some. In, uh, they really need some interior line help. Um, there's talks about this kid. This kid could legitimately be a solid day one starter uh, for an NFL franchise. So there's been talks about comparisons to Creed Humphrey. Anytime you're in, anytime you're in the conversation with him, I don't think you're too upset about it. Um, to touch on the John Michael Schmitz thing, um, you said that not a lot of people have him as a fir- in the first round. I had him going 27th to Buffalo. This is, of course, before they got Connor McGovern for from uh, the Jets. So the Bills aren't in the market for a center anymore. But I do agree. I think he could go in the first round. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think he, I haven't seen it a ton, but I have seen it a little bit. Um, could happen. Uh, number seventeen. Schittsburg Steelers select Roderick Jones, tackle out of Georgia. Um, we're Ravens fans, obviously, so we don't like the Steelers. Um, I do like them more than I like the Bengals, though, I'll be honest. I was about to make. I was about to say that, too. Yeah, I, I like them more than I like the Bengals. Uh, tackle, got to protect Kenny Pickett. Um, can't have another Mason Rudolph situation where um, he gets his head taken off. I mean, honestly, Kenny Pickett suffered a concussion last year, too, so got to start. Got to start blocking for him. Mason Rudolph also said things that he shouldn't have said. <laughs> Yeah, there's that incident. I was talking about Earl Thomas damn near decapitating him. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Oh, when he had to take his, get his face mask taken off. And yeah, the, and the players walking away from him, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I wasn't talking about um, oh, Ma- the Miles Garrett thing. Miles okay. Garrett beating I, him over the head with his own helmet. I thought that's what you were talking about. Sorry. No, I was talking about Earl Thomas. But yeah, I mean that's a great point too. Okay. Got to keep your helmet on your head. Um, at number 18, the Detroit Lions take Christian Gonzalez. Um, second best corner in the draft. They need secondary help. It's a great pick. They already shored up the defensive line. Get some secondary help. I don't know if it still stands this way because they've made some moves in free agency as well. So we'll touch on that here in a second. Buccaneers at 19 taking Osiris Torrance. Um, offensive line help. Got to have it. Traded away Shaq Mason earlier. Got to have some help there. Number 20, Seattle Seahawks select Brian Brees. Look, I know I just have him taking Jalen Carter earlier in the draft. Brian Brees has a huge upside. You can pair up these two young stud interior defensive linemen, and you're going to have a damn good front. Um, They did release Shelby Harris. They released somebody else as well on the defensive line. I'm drawing a blank on who it is, but they've released two interior defensive linemen. They restack in the draft here. This is a great, I think that's a great pick for them um, both ways. 21, Chargers select Jackson Smith at Jigba. Um, and at 22, the Ravens select Jordan Addison. I don't need to talk about it. Hometown kid. Love it. 23, Vikings select Joey Porter Jr. They need all the secondary help they can get. 24, the Jags select Deontay Banks, corner out of Maryland. They need secondary help. 25, Quentin Johnston to the Giants. They need wide receiver help. 
26, the Cowboys select Zay Flowers. Just another pure route runner, pair up with C.D. Lamb. It's a phenomenal pick for them. Makes perfect sense. Uh, 27, the Bills select Bijan Robinson. They need a running back. They don't have any. At least no good ones. <clears throat> 28, Bengals like Jameer Gibbs. Like I alluded to earlier, Joe Mixon will be playing for the Mean Machines this coming season. And I didn't know it at the time, but Samaj P. Ryan was not planning on sticking around. So they need some running back help. Jameer Gibbs um, is by far the number two back in this class. Get him while he's sitting there. He's not going to be there when you pick again. Nolan Smith to the Saints. Uh, I had a feeling they were going to end up losing some D-line help. Um, after signing Derek Carr. So, um, I figured this would be a good pick for him. At number 30, I have the Eagles selected Miles Murphy. Once again, I knew they were going to lose some help on the defensive side of the ball, um, and they have. And then at 31, Kansas City Chiefs love the luxury pick here. Jalen Hyatt, just an absolute speedster out of Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, there, there are picks that you and I have, have similar opinions on. Um, or at least, or at least, um, teams taking certain positions. We have certain, we have some opinions on. Um, I mean, the I mean, the draft's going to be a very interesting time. We are uh, five weeks out now. Pro days actually started the day for Northwestern and Oregon, Clemson too, and Clemson as well. Uh, so some pro days are already uh, starting to go on. So. Exciting time to see what's gonna what's gonna happen, especially now with all the free agents getting ready to be signed as well. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things start to play out um, down the line. And now we'll and we we'll get an even better opportunity to see just how things are gonna go. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting. Um, but to keep it moving with the free agents. And some of the moves that have happened there. As we have already said, Derek Carr is signing to the New Orleans Saints. I believe he's already put pen to paper there. Which uh, I'm not sure how that works, but we've already talked about that anyway. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, Mike McGlinchey, tackle, right tackle from San Francisco, is actually signing with the Denver Broncos. Uh, so they Denver's making some moves to shore up that offensive line. They also did sign um, guard Ben Powers from the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, I mean, they they got two two very good offensive linemen there to help uh, help solidify the line there for for Russell Wilson. So um, great moves there. Fucking need it. They do fucking need <laughs> it. Um, another big move that happened was Jimmy Garoppolo going from San Fran to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We all kind of anticipated this one, but it was just a matter of it actually happening. Uh, that's a good signing for them. And then Javon Hargrave from Philly landing in San Fran. Yeah, that one was probably the most surprising one so far. That's a great signing for yeah, San Fran. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a huge luxury, luxury pick for San Francisco. Um, getting one of the best... in interior defensive pass rushers uh, to come play on your already stacked defense. It's definitely a very good signing by San Francisco. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kansas City signing right tackle Jawan Taylor from the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he might slide to left now. I don't know if he is a true right tackle. Yeah, I don't know. Um, They have him listed at right tackle, so I don't know. um, Of course, anything's possible. Right. So yeah, getting uh, getting getting Jawan Taylor to um, come protect uh, Patrick Mahomes definitely going to be a good thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we say that it's a quarterback driven league, but you have to have to pay the guys to protect a quarterback too. So gotta have time to throw the football. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse Bates leaving Cincinnati, going to Atlanta. I love this. Get him out of Cincinnati. I hate Cincinnati. They can fuck off. Yeah, good riddance. Um, they did also lose Von Bell. He's heading to um, Carolina. Carolina. Don't kick him off the tour. Yep. Um, Tremaine Emmons is signing with the Chicago Bears. He's leaving Buffalo Bills. So, um, you know, something that Holman was alluding to earlier. You know, the top, the quote-unquote top dogs as of recent in the uh, in the AFC, you know, they're all starting to um, all starting to feel uh, the cap pressure. Now they're not just running up a, a monopoly instead of instead of just keeping everybody. Now they're starting to lose people. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels good because the Ravens, Ravens have been losing people for years. Yeah, um, a deal that just happened not too long ago: Alan Lazard to the Jets from the Packers. Um, this is all stemming from Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, gave the Jets a wish list of what he wanted. Yeah, that list includes uh, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. Mercedes Lewis and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and all home games to be played at Lambeau Field. Okay, that's enough. That that's not true. I made that one up. Um, but it seems like it. Like he's literally trying to bring over half the Green Bay roster. Yeah, I think they are all free agents. Yes, they are. So it so it works out in that way. But but dude, I'll be honest. The Jets got wide receiver figured out. They're good. Right. If I'm like like Odell Beckham, okay. I'll give you that one. I'll let you I'll let you okay. I'll like, give you one. You can have OBJ or Alan Lazard. You can't have both. But we're not giving you Randall Cobb. He's too damn old. Right. You can have cake or cookies. You can't have both. It's too much sugar. I know you want both, but you can't fucking have it. It's too much sugar right before bedtime. You can't do it. Right. Idiot. Idiot. Um, Bobby O'Karake from the Indianapolis Colts. He is going to the Giants as well. That's another uh, good defensive piece for them. You just wanted to say his name. O'Karake, it's fun. Right. That's what I'm saying. Probably, and I don't think it's probably, I think it is, I think he is. Um, Jacoby Myers, the number one wide receiver free agent, has signed with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, it seems like an inside job based off of what happened last season with the uh, the lateral pass right to Chandler Jones where he buried Mac Jones into the turf and then proceeded to score and win. Seems like a bit of an inside job at this point. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just reading what I see on the internet. I believe everything I see on the internet. Just like everybody else in this world. Exactly. Um, Cam Sutton, cornerback from Pittsburgh, he actually signed with Detroit. I think it's a pretty good, pretty good signing for them. Cam Sutton's not a bad corner. He's not a great corner. He's not a bad corner. <laughs> no, he's serviceable. Um, he'll come in. He'll he'll do he'll he'll do what he's asked of in Detroit. I mean, that's a team that has a lot of secondary needs. So it's definitely definitely a uh, good signing. Yeah, Andre Dillard from Philly is actually signing with Tennessee. I think he's a left tackle, not a right tackle. I'm not 100% sure. He didn't start. He's just listed as a tackle, so I don't know what that means. I think he is a left tackle, but I know... Um, uh, What the hell is that one guy's name? Mylotta? 
Yeah, they had Jordan Mailata and uh, Lane Johnson starting throughout the year. So, um, Philly losing a uh, a backup tackle, a guy who can play both sides. Um, so it's definitely definitely going to hurt Philly for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ravens did lose tight end Josh Oliver to Minnesota. This one kind of surprised me because they do still have TJ Hawkinson. It surprised a lot of people. They're paying him top 20 tight end money for a guy who has 24 career receptions. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they still have Ish Smith. Do they not? Or is he a free agent? I don't know. You don't I, have to answer. I don't think they do. Um, but they get. I mean, they have. Ish Smith plays for the place in the NBA. It's Irv. Irv Smith. Are they brothers? They might be brothers. Irv Smith Jr. I doubt it. <laughs> Probably not. Um, he's free agent. Okay, there you go. Um, we talked about it. James Bradbury going back to Philly. Um, Robert Woods leaving Tennessee. He was released. He's actually signing with Houston as a wide receiver. I think the jury's still out on whether they're going to trade Brandon Cooks or not. I think D'Amico Ryans and Bobby Slowick might be able to convince convince uh, Brandon Cooks to stay on board if that's the case that you have Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods at wide receiver. Yeah. It's not terrible. Um, they're older. You probably want to get a little more youthful at the position, but you've at least afforded yourself a season to, to wait. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jason Kelsey in big news agreed to come back and play for the Philadelphia Eagles one more season. Um, it's good on him. They're gonna they're gonna be able to keep that in, uh, keep him on the line. I think that's I think that's phenomenal. Um, Taylor Heineke signing with Atlanta. I think this almost kind of closes the door on Lamar Jackson to Atlanta. Why would you go out and sign Taylor Heineke when you still have Desmond Ritter on roster just to try to get Lamar Jackson? Doesn't make a ton of money. No, like doesn't make money. Doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. Doesn't make anything. No. Um, Patrick Peterson to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm fine with this signing. Patrick Peterson's washed up. He's not the same corner he used to be. I really don't care. Um, I'm actually glad they got him. It just means Rashad Bateman can burn him twice a year. That's right. I ain't mad at it. Uh, This one kind of shocked me. Was the Minnesota Vikings releasing Eric Kendricks, one of their best defensive players, on a terrible defense? They decided to release him. He's now signing with the Los Angeles Chargers. I think it all just came down to maybe he was just too much to afford for him, and that's why they had to get rid of him. Um, Who the hell are they paying that they can't afford people? Eric Kendricks has a cat has a dead cap hit of one point nine million. Uh his cap number this year was thirteen, so that was probably why. He was a good player, though, so I didn't... Oh, he was for sure. Yeah. didn't fully understand that one. Um, Jimmy Ward, free safety from the Niners, is actually signing with Houston as well. So, D'Amico Ryans is just bringing over as many people as he can from San Fran. Uh, Don't blame him. I mean, they're a good team, so might as well poach as many as you can. Right. Marcus Davenport is leaving New Orleans. He's heading to Minnesota. I think that's a good move for them. Uh, especially with Zadarius Smith saying he wants the hell out of Minnesota. Don't know why you'd want to play there in the first place, but that's just me. Uh, Philly is losing safety Marcus Epps and linebacker. Where'd he go? Zamir White. Kazir White. Yeah. Zamir. Could, could, whatever. It's Kazir. Whatever. I'm, I'm looking at it. Whatever. I'm looking at you looking at me. I am looking at you. And he looks at me. And I look at him. Case Keenum is now going to be the backup quarterback in Houston. They uh, brought him in from Buffalo. Um, and then uh, 
Detroit Lions also brought in Emmanuel Mosley, corner from San Fran. So, um, I don't know, man. It's gonna be gonna be interesting to see what Detroit does in this draft. Um, it seems like they're kind of loading up on corner. Maybe they draft a quarterback. Possible, yeah. Um, Seattle also got Draymond Jones. Yeah. Um, one of the most shocking ones that I saw uh, was Sam Darnold to San Fran. Yeah, I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing in the line. I didn't understand that one one bit. Yeah, I really don't think they know what they're doing. I just work here. Between Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, and now Sam Darnold, like what? Like what is your end goal trying to be? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles did uh, reach an agreement with Boston Scott to keep him on roster. They also did reach an agreement with Rashad Penny. So Miles Sanders is out the door. He's going to be finding a new home. It's a matter of where he goes. Um, you could potentially see him in the, in uh, L.A. on either the Rams or the Chargers. Um, the Rams, I don't think they're too thrilled on Cam Akers. Um, and Austin Eckler is asking out from the Chargers. So, yeah. I don't know. Miles Sanders could be a fit in there somewhere. Potentially, yeah. But that, I mean, that's probably the biggest names in free agency that have have made moves so far. I think you listed a few, a, 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 a few too many saying saying they were big names. I mean, all big signings, all making a hell of a lot more money than me. Um, some are going to be more effective than others. Um, after after the legal tampering period. Right now, salary cap numbers sit. Uh, the Bears at 45, 40, about 45. The Falcons have almost 40. Cardinals have 33. Bengals have 29. And the Patriots round at the top five, still with $28.5 million left. Okay. So still plenty of money to be spent. Uh, a lot of guys still available to spend their money on. Um, so the, how, it'll all, how it'll all plan out, very interesting to see. Um, still a lot more to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just the one last piece that we really have to talk about is Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Uh, it seems like the framework is done. Um, we talked about it. He gave his list of demands on on who he wants to bring over. Um, it seems like the framework is done. It's just a matter of the Jets actually making it happen. Aaron Rodgers will be on the Pat McAfee show tomorrow at 1 p.m. Maybe we hear an announcement there. Isn't he on every Wednesday, though? Um, it used to be Tuesdays. Oh, shit. But now it's Wednesday. Oh, shit. He might be He might be coming to you live from New York. <sighs> Could you imagine Woody Johnson's fucking office? <laughs> With Woody Johnson? He's in, like, Times Square, Central Park. He's in the East River. He's on a kayak in the East River. If anywhere, I think he's going to be in the in the damn uh, in the damn facility because it's cold in New York. It is cold in New York. So why would you be reporting live from Times Square? It's done. This in New Year's Eve. He played in Green Bay. I don't think he's worried about it being cold. He's a California guy. He don't like the fucking cold. He just deals with it. I don't think anybody really likes the cold. Aaron Rodgers literally hid in a cave and smoked crack for three days. I don't know that it was crack, but yeah. It might as well have been. Well, I wasn't there. I don't know. It could have been crack. It could have been meth. You know, I won't forget. Uh, me and me and Stefford is having a, a, a conversation on my way to work one night, and she said, "She said to me, does Aaron Rodgers smoke crack?'" I'm like, "I'm like, what?" I, I asked her, "I'm like, what's your source? Where is this coming from?" Per sources. Yeah, what, yeah. Tell me, tell me your source. And she's like, "Well, it says he's gonna go hide in a cave and go smoke something." 
So I had to explain to her what was going on. Even she thought it was stupid. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets seems like it's a done deal. It's going to happen. Um, it's just a matter of it happening. I think them cutting Corey Davis in order to save $10 million, that definitely um, that definitely does help as well. Um, right now they sit at about $11, $11 million in free cap. Uh, taking on Aaron Rodgers will have another – will have a cap at $31 million coming onto the books. So they they still have to free up another – Another ten, in order to get him. I don't know what you'd do in order to get to that number. Maybe it involves, so I mean, getting rid of uh, trading Corey da- or cutting Corey Davis, restructure Aaron Rodgers, to a signing bonus. Uh, possibly, yeah. I don't know what that looks like. I would have to go back to the Packers, restructure. So if you restructure Aaron Rodgers, I can save ten. There you go. Uh, if you offer him an extension, that will save you eleven. Just restructure it. Yeah. So, so it it is it is possible for it to get done. Um. I, again, I think the framework is there, but you know they will still have they do still have to get Odell Beckham. I think Randall Cobb would be relatively cheap, but um, let's see. I don't know what Odell's. Projected APY is, is going to be well. He wants like twenty million, which is absurd. Well, he he ain't going to fucking get that. <laughs> Alan Lazard and Jacoby Myers have both only gotten eleven million dollars a year. So right. Yeah, I had no clue what he what he's going to get. He's he's probably going to get like ten or eleven. Realistically, I think that's what he would get. I think he. I think. His number is he wants that much if he goes to play with anybody else. But I think if he, I think if he knows he's going to play with Aaron Rodgers, I think that number is going to be lower. Maybe I don't know. That's just that that that's just my opinion on it. But opinion opinions are like assholes. Everybody has them. Doesn't mean you got to share them. Bingo. Boom. There it is. Well, my guy. I don't know about you, but that's all I got for today. Um, this was a fantastic Tuesday episode. We foreshadowed Matt Ryan being cut by the Colts. Um, stay tuned for the Colts making a move for uh, Lamar Jackson. It's gonna happen. Yeah, again, I, th- I think by Friday, I think you could see like serious, like a serious deal being put on the table. I think you see a pop up in the news tomorrow, uh, as early as tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Could be later tonight. Who knows? Yeah. Um. But yeah, Friday, I think you might see a serious offer on the table from the Indianapolis Colts for Lamar Jackson. Uh. It all just seems like it makes way too much sense. I guess we shall see. We shall see. But let's get on out of here. Enjoy the rest of the week. At least try to. Yeah. And we'll see you guys on Friday with uh, more news, more cap updates, um, and definitely some more uh, free agent signings and trades that have been happening around the league. Maybe a Lamar Jackson update. Who knows? Yep. We We shall see. That's it for the Tuesday episode. Fill out your fucking brackets. Do your brackets. God. Make me yell at you. You think I wanted to do this? You think I really wanted to do that? No, but I did. Because I love you. So fill them out. Fill them out. Because I did. I didn't even watch college basketball this year. Yeah, I did too. Who'd you have winning? Houston. Kansas. I mean, I'm just... They're going to repeat. I'm I'm, I'm playing safe with Houston. I have no idea. I don't know. I I couldn't fucking tell you. Maybe it it ain't gonna be Alabama. Maybe it'll be Oral Roberts. I have them beating Duke. Sick.
Yeah, I do. I do have them beating Duke. I love that. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. We'll catch you guys on Friday. Y'all have a good week. Stay safe. Make sure you fill out your brackets like Poppy said. We're going to yell at you again. We really don't want to, but we will. Y'all have a good week. No brackets, no merch. Yeah. Stay safe. Make good choices. We'll see you guys on Friday. Yep. Thanks, guys. We'll see you.